1: Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers six Baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Jordan Jr. you're listening to the All Angels podcast.
0: At you once again for another edition of the all angels podcast i'm joined as always with Dan garcia and we're back at it for another week of uh, angels baseball a good week for good the week, angels good um, week
2: you're seeing that more and more which is definitely a plus at this time yeah, of year yeah
0: yeah exactly i was just about to say that the later in the season we get and the more we say good week that means you know they're making right real push they're, yep. they're starting to kind of get their feet under them considering everything that's happened in the last week's uh Man, it's it's crazy to think that they're even they're even like their heads are in the game right now. Right, you know? exactly. So, I, I completely agree with y- that. Yeah, so um let's let's kick it off, but before we do that, uh let's let's get a word from one of our sponsors. It's hard to believe but football is almost back. The NFL preseason kicks off with the Hall of Fame game on August of 1st. That's right around the corner. And soon we'll have regular season NFL and college football.
2: That means it's time to make an account of the best online sportsbook known to man. That's right. I'm talking about MyBookie. Sports, ex- sports betting is exploding in popularity. If you want to get in on the action with a trusted company that's been in business for years, MyBookie is the place for you.
0: With an easy, no-hassle mobile site, 24-7 customer service, and bets on every sport, and prop imaginable. My bookie provides a fun, safe betting experience. Maybe you think Drew Brees and the Saints get their revenge for that terrible blown call last year's NFC Championship, or maybe you think Tom Brady and the Patriots will will win an unbelievable seventh Super Bowl. Why not make money when your prediction comes true?
2: If you deposit today, my bookie will give you fifty percent deposit bonus. That's right. You put in a hundred dollars, they'll give you fifty. You put in a thousand, they'll give you five hundred. It's that easy. Football weekends are the best. They are even more thrilling when every touchdown can win you more money.
0: For sure. So go to mybookie.ag and sign up today with promo code Angels. MyBookie, you play, you win, and you get paid. So again, my bookie, my bookie, Angels. Yep. So let's get into it. Um, as we were recording the, our last podcast, you guys kind of heard it. We were kind of talking about it. The Angels were down in that game, and uh, it was a Matt Harvey start. He went six. Last innings. start yeah. ended up being ended up being his last <laughs> start as that an Angel. One wrong. <laughs> Six innings pitch, seven hits, six run runs. The five walks is always going to do it to you. Um, one strike. That was a rough start for Harvey. Um, the Astros jumped ahead early in the in the first, and they really never looked back. The Angels only got two runs in this game. Um, on Two runs on seven hits. What can you say? Matt Harvey's tenure as an Angel, the experiment, I guess you can say, is over.
2: Yeah, I, I was kind of just surprised by this on a couple, couple reasons. A, granted he hasn't been the best, but before this start, he had a really good start coming back off the IL. Yeah, so I did. thought it may give him one more kind of a one and one. The the third one's going to break the tie kind of deal. And two, you, you, the angels just need people to eat up innings at this point. You know, um, you see a lot of, uh, guys coming up and down. I'm guessing Harvey, you could deal with Harvey, but you couldn't really like, uh, reports said he wouldn't have been thrilled if he was going to the bullpen. So I guess that was not an option, but yeah. So they, they sent him his packing papers. He got released later that week, but, um. yeah, uh, again, uh, tough offseason for the Angels so far. You look at their big, quote-unquote, signings. You have Allen, you have Cahill, you have Harvey. Um. You know, those haven't panned out, obviously, the right. way you wanted to. But then you do have the not-so-public-sized signings that are working out. You know, LaStella before the injury. Goodwin. Goodwin um, Luke Croyd, Croy, yeah. Kevin so, Smith. Kevin Smith, yeah, as of late, he's come on. So, a little bit of a, a, a wish and a wash with it you just you know would have liked the big name guys the big money guys to kind of pay off but you know so far they haven't but you know good good thing is that it's one year contract and you can move on
0: I was just about to say that you you one year contract it doesn't work out you wipe your hands clean walk away um and it came out that had he had Harvey had made 15 starts he would have earned an extra $250,000 so Yeah,
2: see I didn't he, know that. If I would have yeah. known that last last podcast, knowing that that number's Dang. coming up, then you'd be like, okay, well, now this is the time to make a decision for but, money reasons.
0: But like you said, I honestly thought Angels need a guy that can eat up innings. I thought having a guy like Matt Harvey on your roster, can, you know, even if he's not starting at peak quality performance and you do move him to the bullpen, bullpen he could be a guy that you can plug in there and give you innings when somebody just has right. a party. Audi. spot starts, right.
2: um, you know, whatever. I mean, there could have been other... Mm-hmm. Um, Uses for him, but like I said, knowing that money coming off the books, coming to him, if you know he got a couple more starts, is, is another reason why uh, it looked like they gave him his walking papers.
0: Right. So the Angels
2: lose this one six to two and
0: ends up being a series split with the Astros. I'll take it right. all day long. And,
2: and kind of what we were saying too, when you mm-hmm. win those first two games against Houston, kind of at that point, you're just playing with house money. It doesn't really matter what happens in the next two games because you're guaranteed a split. And you split against the Astros, you win, you sweep against. Um, uh, Seattle, and then you take another two out of three from Seattle is, is definitely something you'll take.
0: So series split, heading into Friday against the Mariners in Seattle. <laughs> wow. We almost witnessed perfection from the same guy who the Angels, just a week before, tagged for several runs in the first inning. Weird baseball is. I mean, Leak was on his game. What more can you say? And this one, Berea got rocked. He gave up nine hits, ten earned runs in three and two thirds of an inning. Um,
2: yeah, first base runner wasn't until top of the ninth when uh, Luis Mafifo yeah. came up and and he got uh, a base hit to, to start the inning. But before that, it was you know not even not even a, a no hitter watch. It was a perfect game watch. So um, you don't like that kind of history going against you. And, and it, like you said, it was kind of just an odd. Um, Jaime had kind of an outing that Leak had previously with the Angels when they had their combined no-hitter. So that was kind of interesting to see and interesting how uh, everything kind of turns around.
0: Yeah, we have an email uh, kind of about this, uh, about Berea anyway. His ups and downs. We'll get to that. I
2: I pulled some numbers, but yeah, definitely we'll get to that a little bit later.
0: It's crazy, but like you said, that's a game of baseball where the same guys that just a week before was just getting drilled comes out and just... He's so young. All of yeah, a sudden. yeah, and crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, it's just same lineup, same
2: lineup, same everything. It's just you figured um, it out. Bro. I don't. I mean, part of it too might be the fact that Jaime was getting lit. So maybe I don't know. Maybe players felt like they had to um, press a little bit more. They're not as relaxed. But right. yeah, definitely just a weird situation talk about up in uh, Seattle on on Friday. Talk about
0: making adjustments, man. Mike Lee did it that day. But again, like you said, Rain we're in, we're Heffo singles to Riot. That's the only bright spot of the game for the Angels in this one. They lose 10 to nothing. So not a good way to start off a series against the Mariners, a team that you need to beat. But what do they need to do? Bounce back, and that's They'll exactly win the, what yeah, they did. Win the
2: series. That's more important than winning a single game is winning the series. Yeah, it's
0: exactly what they did moving into a win, uh, uh, the 20th, uh, which would be Saturday's game against the Mariners out there in 18, or T-Mobile Park, it's called now. Canning win five innings, four hits, two in runs, a walk, six strikeouts, you know, in this one, the Mariners took the uh, lead first uh, scoring on back-to-back innings, giving them a 2-0 lead. So then, you know, you fall behind, you're like, oh, man, here we go. Uh, hopefully that they can get yeah, this Yeah, and especially,
2: know? too, with, with Canning kind of having the outings he's had the last couple of times, getting five innings out of him and only giving up two earned runs is definitely a plus because, you know, before this, the, the two outings before that were really, really rough for him. So hopefully... Um, I don't know if it maybe got his mind cleared a little bit more or maybe he found something mechanical wise that um, but other than, but hopefully this is kind of the turning point where he is able to um, continue to build and continue to grow as, you know, a pitcher that the Angels are definitely gonna need down the stretch now and down the stretch, you know, in years to come.
0: For sure. In the fourth, the Angels would uh, tie it at two and it would stay that way until the ninth when the Angels would score four runs with two outs. And this one was capped off by a Mike Trout three run shot.
1: Next pitch, Trout drills a ball into left center field. It's out by the wall. Trout a here. It's three more runs on the board, courtesy of Trout, and the Angels now lead it six to two. We're not worthy! We're not worthy! We're not So
0: the Angels would win this one six to two as the undertaker yeah. shuts a coffin. Does he really?
2: I thought he didn't have a save. Did he?
0: I thought he did. Uh, whatever. What did I just like went? to play it. Whatever. No, no, no. no, he didn't. He doesn't get the save. He just shut the coffin. Okay. The same difference. Yeah. I'll take it. it I was, was like, I didn't, a, <laughs> I didn't see anyone yeah, saving, it an but, a save, okay. but, you know, he came in and got I the last I think he need to get some work in. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, moving into Sunday's game. Sorry, I think the Angels win that 162. Uh, we're nasty. Right now, he'd be saying, we're nasty. We're nasty. <laughs> We're moving into Sunday's game, and you know, looking for the series win after losing the first one, and then winning the night before. So, in this one, going into it, yeah, I was kind of looking. I was like, "Okay, let's hope for the best." Dylan Peters is starting. You don't know what to expect. You about to say, very unknown. Very. Yeah.
2: Uh, he's been up. He's been back down. He's you know, he's kind of done different things for the organization right now. But like you said, the question was out there: what was going to happen? What can mm-hmm. you expect from from uh, Peters?
0: Yeah, so he goes five innings, four hits. No earned runs, two walks, four strikeouts. He pitched well. I think he did a nice job of mixing his pitches, uh, just spotting his pitches. uh, He just seemed poised out there. No,
2: and and, and for a spot start, which this was, this Uh is exactly. If you can get five innings, um, no earned runs, and any kind of spot start, regardless of who it is, you'll take that every time. So it was definitely an encouraging outing Mm -hmm. um, for Peters. He got sent down afterwards, but I have a feeling that he'll be up um, sooner rather than later, to fill in from the spot start. Seeing mm-hmm. that um, the Angels' starting uh, pitching staff is kind of have a little bit of holes, being that Andrew Haney's on the IL. Right.
0: So, Angels will score first on a solo shot by Albert Pujols. And in the fourth, they tack on two on a two run home run by Brian Goodwin.
1: Goodwin shoots it out to left field. And that ball has got some carry to it. Tim Beckham back to the wall. Gone. Brian Goodwin goes up. Oh. Two run shot, three nothing halos. And
0: later in the game, the Angels would keep adding, and Mike Trout would, or Mike Trout would keep adding to it. He'd go big in the seventh, and then Garneau would join in on that parade with an right. absolute just he just drilled. And the any homer. kind of
2: production you can get from him, yeah. or the catching position in general, yeah, you'll take that. So the
0: Angels end up winning this one, nine to three, and they they win the series. Right now, he'd be saying we're nasty. <laughs> Again, series wins are important, you know. Um, take it one game at a time, try to win every series and you know, good things will happen.
2: Especially against teams like Seattle, where you need to beat, you need to beat those teams that are below you. Um, you know, you can kind of split with the Houston's, the Yankees, the the teams up there, but when it comes to playing teams below you, like a Seattle, like um, we'll see coming up this series, coming up with, with Baltimore and then, and then Detroit after you need to win those series. And if, if not at least win the series, uh, sweep them.
0: Yeah, for sure. So,
2: they had an off day Monday, coming back to Anaheim.
0: It was uh, Tuesday, or not in Anaheim, back to L.A., going L.A. LA uh,
2: but, you know, they probably parked their cars in Anaheim and, and took the bus yeah, over. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Drive us over there. So
0: it was the, the finale of the freeway series. You and I said it before. It wasn't it wasn't going to be a sweep unless they actually swept all four games. Right. And, so. and the
2: way I looked at it, too, was that, okay, it's not a two-game series and a two-game series. It's a four-game, four-game series, series that got split. Oh, let's yeah. you know. So coming into it, you, the worst they can do is a split, which was cool. Was well, yeah. was cool, you yeah. know. You, you you protected your house, quote unquote, protected the house. Right. Um, winning two in Anaheim, now you're back in L. A. To see what you can do with that. So again, mm-hmm. NL rules. Um,
0: no Otani in
2: the lineup. No Otani in the lineup. Um, he would make an impact, but right. no, no regular Otani and and this the double switches, the pitching changes, the, no, the think that, okay, am I going to pitch it now or give him another inning? The, that kind of stuff gives, makes AL fans like us, they don't see it every every day, kind of, you know, a, a little bit of an interesting uh, aspect to the game that you're just not used to.
0: Yeah, for sure. So this one started with the opener, Taylor Cole, one inning, one walk, two Ks, didn't allow run. Pena went three and two thirds, he gave up three hits, one earned a run, three walks, five strikeouts. I got a lot of notes here, so here we go, bear with me.
2: <clears throat> Take a breath.
0: Right. The Angels got on the board first. They did, okay, so... Uh, with a pinch hit single. And we just mentioned it. Otani found his way in there. Pinch hit single yeah. by Otani. What
2: would you think about, at the time it happened, because this is, like you said, it was early in the game. Right. It was, obviously they had the opener. So um, you thought this was a possibility when that pitching spot came up, knowing that he's not going to be in there long term. Right. When they burned Otani as early as they did, what did you think at the time? Yeah, I,
0: You know what? Against the Dodgers, against a, a good team like the Dodgers, when are you going to have another opportunity to score runs? You had runners in scoring position. And that's
2: what Victor and Gooby yeah. said on the broadcast. was right. like, well, you burn him early but you're not guaranteed yeah. that you're going to have an opportunity with right. him coming up with right. guys on base or guys in scoring position you so. don't
0: use him and you you use somebody else and that other person doesn't you don't have a higher higher chance of scoring right exactly and it paid off he yeah. singled the run scored the exactly. the yeah. early and his day um, was done yeah now <laughs> he it. he could hit the showers yeah, he's done punch after the <laughs> out into yeah. the shower and the second the Dodgers um uh what do I have here yeah the Dodgers uh, oh, yeah. Oh, this is this is cool right here. Okay, so <laughs> in the second, the Dodgers uh, Threatened with Muncie at second. Uh, with Muncie at second, Seeger comes in and singles to center field, and Mike Trout comes up throwing. Seager
1: lines from beyond the reach of Anderson Simmons being waved around as Muncie. Here comes the throw to play a good one, and they got him.
0: I mean, an absolute laser from center field.
2: StatCast had it at a 9, I think, what was it, like 98.6 or something? Yeah, like. uh, miles per hour. From center field, just an absolute dime, just on the spot. Um, you know, Trout coming into the his career, I guess you want to say that was the one thing people weren't sure about him was his arm. Um, but over time, and you saw that. I think he took a big jump after the 2016 season, coming into the 2017 season. He made it a point to work on that a lot during the offseason. I think last season was the first time you saw that kind of start paying off, and now he's now he kind of does have that reputation of having an arm, having um, a, uh, a reputation of not trying to test him, like a Cole Calhoun, um, but wow. you know just hasn't had it as long as right, Cole. Right. Um, but it's something where you know, like I said, coming in that was the quote unquote weakness in his game. But now you can tell he's been working at it, and and the shows and and plays like this where you know uh, ninety eight miles an hour um, throw to home doesn't happen just to anybody. Uh, it's crazy
0: to think that the greatest player on earth keeps getting better.
2: And that's the crazy part too. Even it's offensively, crazy. he he's. You know, and, and again, we're talking about the Dodger game, but a lot of talk coming into it and how MLB and, um, you know, anybody kind of build it up was, you know, Trout versus Bollinger and 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 um, and oh, the, the you know, this year's MVP versus last year's MVP or um, both of them are favored to be this year's right, MVP. Right, right. And people are saying, well, look at his numbers. His, his numbers are way better than Trout. So I'm like, yeah, you know, people are going to have better re- um Stats, counting stats, is Trout from time to time. That's just, it's going to happen, but the fact that he's been consistent with it, I mean, you're going to have a year by a Mookie Best that might have a little bit better. But where's Mookie now? Right. You're going to have years better with Miguel uh, Cabrera, but where is he now? Yeah, you know the constant in the MVP race for the past you know six years has been Trout. The other guys around him have changed. Right. So to say these guys are challenging, quote unquote, challenging for the best player in the game, you can't no. do it in one season. It's one right. of those things where. You know, if, if Bollinger is in the top three and MVPs the next three or four right, years, right. then yeah, then right. you can have a conversation. But one year in, exactly. you have to you have to let it grow because. Yeah. Trout's been doing it since he came up to the majors. Right. And that's day one. That's the more to me, like you say, he's getting better, he's getting better. That's cool. But the consistency in which he doesn't have a down year, even when he's injured right. and misses significant time like I he mean, did last year.
0: Last year he he could have won the M V P had he have not if he, missed if, a month. Yeah, yeah, season. exactly. If he plays twenty four games at but say missed. if
2: you if he plays twenty of those twenty four games yeah. he missed, he wins MVP. Yeah.
0: Easy. How many more home runs than RBIs Yeah. That's a conversation that I had with uh somebody uh, a couple weeks ago. Where they were telling me Bellinger's he's the best player in the game, and I said, "Come back at me when he's done it six or years. I mean, years he in could
2: be the best player in this and year. That's fine. Like, yeah, I, like six, I, I, seven
0: years in a row, right?
2: Yeah, but when you're saying the game, you're kind of looking at the, yeah. the last, you know, I'm not going to say last five years, but I'm saying like at least the last two, three years, right? I mean, you're talking about the same guy, Bellinger, that got pulled out of the World Series last year because he couldn't hit lefties. Now, granted, he worked on it, and now he's doing a lot better. Great. Now let's see where it goes next year.
0: Right. All right. So keep to keep going with this game. In the bottom of the fourth, the Dodgers would eventually tie this game. But in the top half of the fifth, Trout quickly unties it with a massive home run.
1: And that is hammered out to deep left field. That is long gone. Big fly for Mike Trout. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. We're We're stuck. We (laughs) suck.
2: Calhoun
0: adds an RBI double. So, Calhoun in this game would have a double home run and a double.
2: I mean, after the next game, I I have some numbers that are going to blow your mind.
0: Uh, They would score three runs in the inning, putting them up 4-1. L.A. would get within one, making it a 4-3 game. But then, Co-Calhoun would hit a solo home run and headed into the ninth. The Angels would take a 5-3 lead. lead. And the Dodgers, man, they had to make it interesting. You know they would. They they had a run. With Bellinger representing the tying run at second base, Kiki Hernandez would single to right field, and Cole Calhoun would fire a rocket. That is shot to right field the base hit. Cole comes charging in. Bellinger's being waved around. The throw from
1: Calhoun. A good one. Go! What a throw by Cole Calhoun. Right now, he'd be saying, we're nasty.
0: I mean, nailed Bellinger Walk by off. a mile. A mile. I mean, how, how often
2: do you get a walk-off um, you know, assist, assist, I guess. Yeah, like yeah, a walk off assist is crazy. Um, like you said, it wasn't even close. No, I've got him by a mile, and, and it wasn't a guy that's that's you know heavy and and runs no, like Albert it's fast. He's this, you know, he he, he can move. Yeah. but yeah, that was at like a ninety three or ninety one miles an hour off. Uh, I, no, think I, I think had it ninety six or, 96. or 94 I know I it wasn't as fast as no. Trout, but um, it was still was moving, and it was one of those things where. The catcher didn't have to move. It was in the right place at the right time, it. and it was, yeah, it was nailed. It. I mean, like ten feet.
0: Undertaker gets the save.
1: Guaranteed
0: the series.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. That and that was the Sorry. cool thing too. walking or not walking, but like talking about the game the next day, yeah. um, you know whatever happened, you're guaranteed a three one. Series win, you know, whatever. Because I think you even said, oh, well, at least we got the split. I'm like, no, we got a three to one at the worst case scenario. So bragging rights. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's cool. I mean, there's a Dodger fan question kind of deal later on, yeah, too, but you up know, up it was today. cool. So heading
0: into Wednesday, the Angels are going
2: for the series
0: sweep, which a four game sweep of the Dodgers for the series. And this one, Berea pitches five innings to give up three hits, one and run, two walks, three strikeouts. The Angels would score first on a RBI double off the bat of Cole Calhoun. And in the fourth, Cole Calhoun does it again. He homers to give the Angels a 2 to nothing lead. And the sky went out to deep right field. Bellinger moving back on it. On the track, at the wall, gone. Big fly for Cole Calhoun. It's 2-0 Halos. The Dodgers would answer back with a Turner solo shot. And then the Angels would score one more time on a sack fly by Trout. And the Dodgers would add a run, but that would be all as The Undertaker comes in to tombstone the Dodgers. And he gets a save the Angels' sweep a four-game season
1: Right now, he'd be saying, we're nasty.
2: So, yeah, first time ever in this interleague format, um, the Angels have swept the Dodgers during the season. Um, and kind of coming into this, I mean, I guess technically they still are, but coming into this, this year, the series has been, you know, fairly close as far as uh, wins and losses, um, you know. This, these games are always pretty close. These games are always competitive, which as fans, you know, the L.A., Anaheim kind of deal, that, I guess that's what you're looking for. You, one way or the other, you don't want it to be a 5-0 to zero game, 8-0 to zero game. Like, these games that are um, close and it comes down to a home run here or a play at the plate there, um, you know, it makes it exciting for fans. It makes it exciting for the players, I'm sure. Very close games,
0: very exciting. I mean, I – games they go i mean monday i think tuesday's game went to about 11 o'clock yeah
2: that's uh, the thing yeah. yeah
0: and then uh yesterday's game was probably around ten ten thirty. 10 still very late but it's just so you don't want to you don't want to move from the tv you want to know what happens next and that's what you want when you when you sit down and watch a game you want to be from pitch one to the last pitch you want to be you know in the game in the that's game and, and
2: not miss a single pitch but right. kind of going back to what um cole having the mm-hmm. the series the great series um he went six for nine with two home runs and four RBIs, but the crazy part is though he had also those other hits that weren't home runs were doubles. Yeah. So he had two base hit. So he had two home runs and four doubles in one series, a two game series. Two. That's some numbers are that's numbers you'll take in a four game series. He did sure. it. He did it in two. Sixteen total bases. Wow. So I mean, again, um, he has historically has had. A lot of success at Dodger Stadium. I don't know if, if there's something with the batter's eye that he just really likes and he can Locks pick up the ball in, really yeah. well or what, but he had himself a game not only offensively, but you know defensively. Last year when he was struggling people were saying, why is he in? Why is he in? I think on the Tuesday game he showed why he's always in the lineup regardless of kind of offensive production because he changes the game defensively more so than I think anyone, maybe other than Simmons, but he can change the game defensively more than anyone um, can on that team.
0: Absolutely. He, if you're not doing it with the bat, he can definitely do it with his defensive skills. I mean, you saw that diving play a couple last week, maybe a couple of days ago when he did that diving play out there in right field. And then obviously the it's, assists yeah, it's changes easy, the game.
2: Yeah, it's easy to see the assists on outs, but it's hard to judge um, when guys don't get sent home because they know it's Cole. Because there's not a stat for that. You right. know, There's not a stat saying, well, we held this guy at third because Cole had the ball. And then the next play, gets an out. Right. And, and he saves a run that way. Yeah. You know, so um, he's always affecting the game offensively, defensively, and it's just been a really good bounce-back year for him, um, you know, him struggling last year. But it's definitely been a good bounce-back uh, for him this year. No,
0: well, no doubt. So, uh, heading into a couple of news and tidbits here, we did talk about Matt Harvey being uh, DFA'd. He's gone now. Yeah,
2: Harvey's DFA'd. I guess the big things about um, this week was Harvey DFA'd. I mentioned a little bit earlier. Uh, Andrew Haney went on the IL with a sore, sore, sore shoulder. Say that five times fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the Dylan Peters start. That would have been that would have been Andrew Haney's spot. So um, he threw a little bit today. Again, we're recording Thursday um, evening, right before the Angels game. But he he threw a little bit at the stadium today. So we're hopefully um, he said he's just hoping to not throw for a couple days and see how it goes there. So um, big test is going to be tomorrow. How he feels. Um, another thing that came out today, again, Thursday, is Jonathan Luke Roy starting a rehab assignment with the uh, single-A NLN Empire 66ers this weekend on Friday. Um, all reports are kind of saying right now that it's going to be a two-to-three game kind of deal. Um, so you're looking for, like, the weekend series, but he could be very easily activated on Monday. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, other than that, you know, that's kind of the the, the bigger news. Um, we touched on it a little bit last week with the, the – King and Middleton getting kind of shut down a little mm-hmm. bit, having yeah. a setback, but no really new news from that. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it from, you know, some guys are coming back. Hopefully, um, we get Andrew back, but you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes from here.
0: Absolutely. So that does it for our weekend review slash news. Every segment, every week we do this kind of keep you guys updated on the, on the, on the season. Uh but, yeah, we're going to take a quick commercial break. But before we do that, I'd like to take a second to introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket-buying experience instead of shopping dozens of sites. To find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you.
2: Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show and rates them on a scale of 0-10 to to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot makes a great deal, yellow dot means a good deal, and a red dot means not-so-good deal.
0: So use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. What are you waiting for? Use promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase.
2: SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets.
0: Hey, hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groomed Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did, and check out www.groomgoon.com. hook vicious listen to my show the punk corner on kj epic radio every thursday from 5 p.m to 7 p.m and we are back again a quick thank you to our sponsors www.epicradiotv.com and of course groomgoon.com seat geek and my bookie so let's get into it uh regular segment on the show and i do mean regular unlike another Chris. segment in our show uh Regular segment of our show, the poll question. Dan, go ahead, man.
2: Yeah. So again, this is our poll question on Twitter every week. Um, if you guys aren't following us on Twitter, follow us on Twitter, Halo underscore Haven. Every Monday, I try to put a uh, a, a poll question out there, kind of relevant to what's going on in baseball, Angels baseball, or just you know, kind of fan stuff in general. Um, this week, being that last weekend was the Hall of Fame ceremony. Out of the the re- the players that recently played, um, which one was your favorite? And we have Doc Holiday, uh, Roy Doc Holiday, Edgar Martinez, Monon Martin Rivera, or Mike Mussina. Uh, Marion Rivera won the poll, but barely forty percent to Roy Holiday thirty seven mm. percent. Um, Edgar Martinez was seventeen, and then Mike Mussina was at six. So, where did you vote in this uh, poll? Okay,
0: so I'm probably going to get a lot of hate from a lot of our fans and a lot of our listeners, but I am not uh, don't understand why the hatred for this team but uh Mariano Rivera um because uh my dad's a Yankee fan my dad my dad's 76 years old so there was no professional or major league baseball being played out here in southern california when he was growing up so he would listen to Yankees games on the radio so he was a, a Yankees fan and growing up um obviously my dad Stayed a Yankees fan, and I would cheer on the Yankees in the playoffs because the Angels wouldn't be in the playoffs, but at least I had a playoff team to cheer for. Of course, I wanted my dad's team to win. So I grew up, you know, being, what, 15, 16 years old when Mariano came up and watching him progress. I I watched his career as an outside, kind of outside fan of the Yankees. And not just what he did statistically, but this man as a human being, as a class act on and off the field. Never showed that um, like that um, showboat-y type. Uh, he was just confident, and you just knew when he came in and entered Sandman play, the game was over. The guy pitched the way he did using maybe two two pitches. A no,
2: a it block. was oh. it was one pitch. Let's wow. be honest.
0: The the cutter, <laughs> and you knew it was coming, but they couldn't hit it, and that and just so his command of the strike zone. Uh, Definitely unanimous, uh, no doubt a unanimous Hall uh, of Famer, and you know, pretty soon I think Derek Jeter too will be the unanimous.
2: So I went with famous. them too. I went with Mario Rivera because of the fact, like you said, you can't fight greatness. Like no, you can't, you just can't. And to see what he did, and I'm talking about, and now I'm looking at postseason stats right now. So oh we're God, talking about postseason God. stats. The that best, the best of the best. Ridiculous. I mean, you're not playing the third and fourth place team in, in the AL Central. Like you're playing the best teams. He won, a, he won 141 innings pitch. I was just
0: about to say that. He pitched more than one inning on several occasions. And,
2: and it's, it's and over the long haul, it, that's like two seasons for some relievers. You know what I mean? Out of those 140, I don't know if you know this by heart, but don't look at my computer screen. Okay. Cheater. Um, 141 innings pitch. Okay. How many home runs he give up?
0: Yeah. who? I'm trying to think back because I've watched every Yankee postseason. I mean, crap. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's zero. Uh, but I'll be. I I don't know. I I don't want to undersell it either. Just give it to me.
2: You're pretty close with zero. One, two, two. Two home runs. He gave up two home runs and play. I'm talking about playoffs. And, and that the
0: Yankees me, were in the playoffs every year, yeah. pretty much.
2: Yeah, exactly. And yeah. that's what I'm saying. 141 games. Yeah, two home a whole runs season. How many earned runs?
0: That's a whole season.
2: 140 162 games in a season, but 141 games. Well, the relievers don't pitch exactly. every game, so I'm saying that's like two full seasons for, even, for some relievers. Right. And two home runs. And he's playing the top of the top of the competition that year. So he, again, like I said, 141 innings pitched. How many earned runs do you think he gave up?
0: 142. He did give up. He blew some saves there. I'll um, give you a hint.
2: It's more than two. wow
0: well, yeah. Um. Wow. I'll say like I'll go with the under 10 and I'll say eight.
2: Ooh, close. 11. 11 earned That's runs. That's very impressive. Yeah,
0: so... I mean, good God, dude.
2: So when you are the best at something, I have to vote for you to, to, you know... I mean, this Hall of Fame class wasn't bad. Like, considering yeah. the guys that went in, Hall- I think Roy Holiday was a very underrated uh, pitcher by people I think of our generation, maybe a little younger, because he wasn't like a flashy guy. Edgar Martinez, all he did was hit... hit oh, his whole Edgar thing Martinez. was he's a DH, so that kind of was a thing against him, but... When Edgar. it comes to straight hitting, he was he was unbelievable. Edgar
0: killed, the right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So I mean, geez, every time he came up to bat, he was something was going to happen. Uh, very deserving. I'm glad he got in. I thought he was deserving. I thought he should have gotten in before. So Obviously,
2: one of the guys was. that meant that that commented on our Twitter again, it's Halo underscore Haven. This is. At Halos and Pizza, which is – if you're going to have two combinations, that's a, a good, good combination. combination. I like um, it. He said Moose is a Hall of Famer because of the Yankees. Montana Rivera caused too much pain. Doc and Edgar uh, – Doc and Edgar and voted for Edgar because I respect a guy who can only do one thing but do it better than anyone else.
0: Well, you know, the, the, the thing with Edgar, and everybody talks about, oh, he only DH'd. I get it. But he was a very good third baseman when he was at third base. Injuries –
2: yeah denied
0: I mean, him the i mean the his abilities. legs and stuff yeah, like that, hand, but he had a hamstring yeah, issue uh-huh, his whole exactly, career yep. could not stay on the field and stand on he just couldn't, and that sucks because he was a very good third baseman very
2: good third oh baseman. definitely so again um that was our weekly poll question again. Uh, every Monday we'll put up a poll question on our Twitter, halo underscore haven. Comment, um, share it. We're trying to get as many people as we can to vote on it to get a nice big sample size, but definitely, um, comment on it. Some of the good comments we'll get, we'll, we'll read them, we'll give you a shout out. Um, but definitely, uh, check us out on Twitter if you're not already on there.
0: Okay, so moving on to our another segment of the show, it's probably one of my favorites, but it's not the fa- my favorite because we have some very loyal listeners who always email us and. I love answering the question. So uh, at least I'm excited that people want to know from want to know our thoughts and opinions on it. So, uh, I mean, you know, I guess that sound makes me sound. We still don't know why they we still don't know why
2: they want to, but they do. So that's cool.
0: But uh, this one comes from a very loyal listener. It's Duncan Healy from Dead Horse, Alaska. And I'll always say that. Okay, I'll beat it like a dead horse.
2: Uh, I see what you did there. (laughs) Uh,
0: He says how sweet it is, how sweet it is. Can we call it a sweep now, boys? Yeah, we can yes, call we it a sweep. Yes, we can
2: call it a sweep. We can call it uh, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. That's fine. Yeah.
0: Uh, great stuff. Angels are playing well. If they can keep winning series, they will be in, a, in decent shape to make a run. But a lot of baseball left. However, why does it feel so good to beat the Dodgers? Keep up the good work, guys.
2: What do you think? I think it's just, uh, um, just when you can brag to someone in your own backyard, I think that helps. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's probably the main reason why it, it, it quote-unquote, feels so good. Um, yeah, I mean, Everyone knows a family member. Everyone knows a coworker, Everyone knows yeah. a friend that's a Dodger fan, right. and I'm sure every Dodger fan has the same situation with Angel fans. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's cool for the, the four or five games they have a year to kind of brag about it, but then you kind of go back into your own little shell, you know, Dodgers being in the NL, uh, Angels being the AL. You kind of just now you start focusing on um, that stuff. But, you know, for like I said, for the handful of games a year, it's pretty cool to just kind of talk. Um, I know my uncle, he's a, he's a big Dodger fan and I just, I, I blew up his, um, <laughs> text messages last night and, and he didn't get back to me till this morning because he's old and he probably was asleep. And if you listen to this, George, I'm talking about you.
0: <laughs> uh, I had to post something on my Facebook that I have on my whole family are Dodger fans except for one uncle and we were angel fans. Uh, everybody else are Dodger fans and man, I kept getting, Oh, we're going to get you guys. And I just kept getting texts after text and. I am the type of person that doesn't talk smack until my team does something and they finally they swept them so I put the shout out to Angel's Art that he put a cool uh, he put a cool edit together where he, the big A was out in center field at Dodger Stadium. It was really cool. So I posted it and I and I, you know, said my two cents and said, "Hold on, let me let me let me give the excuses for the Dodger fans save you guys some time." Anyway, I got like 28 comments, the most comments I've gotten on a Facebook post in quite some time.
2: So I had some dog, some angry. I about say that's weird how that happened. You, yeah. you touch a nerve, I think, with some people. Yeah, I'm some just people saying. are
0: a bit defensive. Uh, <laughs> so, moving on. Defensive much? Yeah.
2: Before we go, before we go to there, we we'll, because we also do a we are also live on our Instagram feed and I ask for questions today. So one question um, from Hartford underscore Halo: Will Calhoun, with Calhoun playing lights out, do you see him getting traded for a pitcher before the trade deadline?
0: Um, I mean, we've talked about this already. I I just don't think. I think the Angels are staying pat. I don't think that anything's happening. Uh, Cole Calhoun. I, you got to look at the teams that need, that are are in a position to win and 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 to make the playoffs. You got to look at those teams and say, is Cole Calhoun a necessity on that team? And then with the Angels playing better, they're still in it. They're they're not out of it. Anything can happen. So. I, I just don't think it's happening. I, I don't think it I don't think it was gonna happen before he got hot either. I just I think danger staying Pat.
2: Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty much the same way with you on that. Um you know, for cold to have to for Cold to be traded, I think he needs to be traded with a piece. Because a lot of times if you're yeah, if you're, yeah, you're, you're g- getting if, get, if you're getting a quote unquote rental yeah. from a team that's out of the playoff picture, well right. the rental doesn't do you any good. You're gonna want a a minor league piece to go with it. And I think, you know, um I think Joe is probably an untouchable right now. Everyone else is probably kinda up for grabs depending on what the deal is. Depending on who you get back, exactly but um you're not I don't think you're gonna get a Cole, a one for one M L B player for an M L B player with that. I think it's going to be more of the um Cole plus a prospect will get you a three, four year guy under control. Other than that, um you could trade Cole for a team that's contending right now that might um Need a bat, but then again, you look at the teams that need a yeah, bat, and there's, and there's there's there's, there's really no none. Yeah. I mean, uh, pitching is going to be the big thing between the Astros, the Yankees, yeah. the Brewers, the and, the um, Nationals need bullpen help. The right. uh, who else? might Philadelphia Dodgers. Needs, Dodgers mm. need bullpen help. Philadelphia needs starters. Yeah. So um, it's going to be a, a pitcher's market out there for right. starting pitchers. So I, I just don't think you're going to be able to get and, what you want for right. just Cole Calhoun. You're right. going to have to package it with the, with and, something.
0: And I, all we keep hearing is hey, Angels. Are they going to trade Cole for a pitcher? Well, the, there are so many demands for pitchers. I mean, what kind of pitcher are we going to get back in return? Who's going to trade us a pitcher that's going to do anything for us? You got to look at that too. Like, we're going to trade Cole Calhoun, but who's going to be willing to give up a solid pitcher for Cole Calhoun? I mean, it, it just, just doesn't make doesn't make sense in my eyes. You never know; anything can happen. Um, we've been proven wrong. Matt Harvey's gone, so yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Why? Why I gotta bring a bullshit?
0: Trevor Billings writes in to us. And, again, you guys can email us at allangelspodcast at gmail.com. So he said, hi, so with the Angels playing a bit better, uh, and they're right there in the thick of things, do you see them going on getting a little help pitching-wise? At the deadline, it's right around the corner. I mean, we just kind of answered
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I see them going – out, or I'm not going to say I see them getting a pitch. I see them going out, asking questions, seeing who's who and who's doing what. Mm. Um, But, again, it's going to be – it's going to be come back to see what you want to give up. Right. Uh, a pitcher that is has more years of control left is going to cost you more. Exactly. So now you're talking about instead of maybe a thirty to twenty five range prospect. Now if you get a guy with multiple years of control, that's going to probably cost you a top ten prospect for and, sure. No, no, and no, do doubt. you and do you want that to? Um, and, uh, do you want to do that? And, and and for as hard as and we talked about it a little bit. If you guys haven't listened, I talked to um, Taylor Blake Ward and posted it yesterday, we kind of talked about how hard it is to build up a farm system, the way that the angels have, as far as you don't tank, you still always try to be competitive, whether or not you compete, that's a different story, but you try to, and you don't go the, the Astros and Cubs route where you tank, tank So, yeah. um, all that hard work, are you willing just to kind of throw it away for a, a rental or a guy for two, three years, if you're going to give away a, a top prospect. So mm-hmm. I see them going out, testing the market, seeing what's going to be out there, but I don't see them necessarily, um, Getting a huge name. I think it's going to be someone maybe at the back end of the rotation that can help them get innings, help them, um, you know, maybe in the bullpen if they do make the playoffs. But um, there's no one out there I think that's worth picking up that's going to put you on their back and take, them, take you to the postseason just because a pitcher, what, for next month, next two months, might make, what are we talking about, maybe seven starts? Seven, maybe Six, seven starts. starts yeah. and, and if they win, you know, six of those, Six wins, yeah, that's great. But a, a regular pitcher might get a three. So you're talking about maybe a three-win difference. Yeah. I don't think that's really going to make a huge difference. In and and in, for and what you
0: give up, it's not just it, and it's not just as easy as trading this person for that person. You got to think about the the future of the team. I think I think I think it was Taylor Blake Ward who who in, in that interview with you talked about Billy Epler talking about what trade stands for. It's not necessarily uh,
2: it, it, trading for now is helping your team now and the long term and in so, the long term. Yeah.
0: and. You make you you make a trade for a guy who for a rental you're you're giving up a, a top ten prospect. Well, then what does that do for the organization? And A lot of people and there's a question here. Uh, and Andrew Izzo says yes, trade J up. It's not as easy as just trading no, Jay up. No, his contract's too big. He you're just not, signed you yeah. He just signed a five I mean, contract that's last that's year. one
2: of those things where great in theory, great. Yeah, let's do that. But you have it's to think. You have to think logically, and that's not going to happen. And and you got to
0: remember, like, <laughs> if we trade him. Who are we getting in return? Well that's the thing too about,
2: about this game, about this team right, right now. Yeah, Joe's killing it, but he's still in, in single in mm-hmm. double A. Yeah. And like I said with 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 uh with uh Blake Ward, Tyler Blake Ward said, um, you know, he could be called up in triple A at any point and no one would be surprised. Right. But he still needs that kind of time in triple A to right. you know, at least kind of get his feet wet there and then go to the majors, right? So with the minor league season ending this month this is the last month of the minor league august is i shouldn't say right. july but august is the last month of minor league baseball so you know even if he gets called up tomorrow he's still only going to have a month of triple a baseball underneath his belt which will be good for the next year but i don't think that makes him ready for now
0: yeah, um, no
2: so i, I, I mean you kind of have to hold with the team you have because that's going to be give you the best shot of competing this year without mortgaging the future um by giving up you know uh, two or three prospects here and there yeah exactly so now i'll go to our questions on instagram justin football 08 says do you think trout will win mvp this year i think he's a hands-down favorite right now I mean,
0: you gotta look at who else is next to him in the competition and you kind of just don't he's
2: pretty much those are all pretty good i mean dj mayhew is probably the yeah, one that, that stands out the most but his average obviously is higher than trout's but his other numbers his slugging his rbis his home runs aren't Here's the other thing. You, there.
0: Here's the thing to me that means a lot more is if you take LeMahieu out of that Yankees lineup, they're still the freaking Yankees. They're still winning games. Yeah. You take uh, Mike Trout out of the Angels lineup, and we're in trouble.
1: And right. that's, yeah. the, that's yeah. the most
0: valuable thing that you can say. And that's the most valuable thing that you can do as a as a, a player. Man, it's crazy. Um, next email from our email account at at gmail.com from Jason Greenbaum. He said, what's up, Johnny and Daniel? This is probably a hard question to answer. Hi. Yeah, probably a hard question to answer, but Berea had much, had a much different start against LA than he did against Seattle. LA being a much better team, obviously. Does it really make that much of a difference starting than being the guy who's the who they call who, or being the guy you guys call a follower? Boggles on mind how he pitched last night opposed to Friday night in Seattle.
2: No, and it's funny though too because they kind of mentioned that in the telecast as well. Um, and I looked up some of the numbers, so he has had to this point. And again, I, granted, it's a really short sample size because he hasn't been with the team all year long, but he's had two really bad starts. I'm talking about giving up seven runs in Kansas City and the 10 runs beginning of this week in Seattle. And guess what? Both of those games, he was the quote-unquote follower or the bulk guy or whatever you want to call um, But you take those two out, those two starts out, he's, he has a 3.07 ERA when you take those two starts out. And again, some of those are also in the bullpen kind of stuff, but a lot of those are you start the game from the beginning. So it could be a mental thing. You know, this this opener deal that the MLB is doing, you know, team to team to team, uh, works for some guys, and some guys it just might not work. Maybe he needs that kind of edge and the music playing and kind of getting hype pregame to, to to really feel, you know, comfortable doing what he's doing. So um, it's something definitely to look out for his next start, with how that's going to be. But, I mean, you look at the numbers, again, like I said, you take out those two starts, or not even starts, those two – Bolt guy follower yeah. um outings against Kansas City and Seattle take those out he has a almost a three even ERA which is really good for a young kid like that.
0: It's crazy coming into this season Berea was an afterthought and you, you almost forget about him because he wasn't in there in there you know right at the beginning of the season we were told yep he's not being he's not going to be in the rotation and he was in A and you just kind of forgot about him but the dude's only 23 years old he's got good stuff he showed it last night it's about maturing, like him, Suarez. So Kane. Yeah, and it's, it's about maturing. And and it's about better. maturing
2: and getting. I mean, he doesn't have an overpowering fastball, but he does when he can control his spots and use that changeup. He has yeah. a really good changeup, and when he can control it and spot it, that makes that fastball look, you know, five <clears> five <throat> miles per hour faster. No doubt. And when he can do it, he 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 he's a really good pitcher. It's just like you said, he's young comes to consistency, and that's a major part of, of his game right now is trying to be consistent.
0: Yeah, as he gets older, just like Canning and Suarez, as he gets older, he'll start pitching deeper in the game. So um, I feel like that's obviously the weak spot for the Angels right now. But with maturity, with getting better, yeah, that'll get better. Uh, next email comes from Lamar Washington. He says, what's good? Looking at the schedule now, it looks like the Angels have to take care of business right now. After this month, they got Boston, Oakland, Tampa, Cleveland, and Houston. No easy task. Can they make the run?
2: yeah I mean it's august September are looking they they're gonna make or break it. They can make the playoffs because in in a weird way they kind of control their own fate by if they win mm-hmm. so in August alone, we're talking about again this is not all the games, but these are probably the main ones and you have three at Cleveland, a team in front of you, four at Boston, and then three in Anaheim, so you have seven games against Boston again, another team ahead of you um four at Texas, two at home against Texas again. Texas is hanging around that five hundred mark, so I mean they and it too. is going to depend on the on the trade deadline. Um, you can think Cleveland might be a seller. They're still kind of up in the air. Boston is still up in the air. Texas is probably going to be a seller, so we'll see about that. Houston, um, at Houston for three to end the month of August mm-hmm. into the first of September, but they're probably going to pick up a a pitcher, so they're going to be better. Yeah. They're going to be Look better. Out. All right, then you start getting into September, three against the A's at the A's. Ooh. Two at home against the A's. Again, uh, A's might be a buyer. They're up there. They're ahead of the, they're the they're Angels. They're so that's going to be interesting yeah. to see. Again, three more at home against Cleveland. Um, three against uh, Tampa Bay. Again, they might be buyers. See how, see how it goes. And then you have three at New York. They'll definitely be buyers. So that can be a better team. And in that ballpark where they hit home runs and the Angels kind of Achilles heel to this year has been giving up the home run, we'll see how that goes. Um, and then three at Houston and three Home against Houston. So, six Houston games in September. Again, probably with a better lineup, a better rotation because of the fact that they're going to be buyers. So, in a way, they control their own destiny because if they beat a lot of those good teams, they'll hop them. And that's, yeah. I mean, that's the good part. At least if you win, you go on. Whether they do or not, it's going to be kind of interesting to see. But um, in a weird way, they kind of control their own destiny by these teams they play the next two months. Yeah,
0: they, bottom line, win games. So, this is that simple win series, win, win games. games. Just one game at a time. Mike also, easy to say, Next and last email from our email account Edward Viscaino, with the freeway, freeway series behind us. I got to thinking, how real is this Angels Dodgers rivalry? What are you guys' stunts? I really, honestly yeah. think it's just between the fans. It's really a fan I, thing. I, it's getting more as it picks up. You know, younger kids are are becoming Angels fans. I think it's one sided because this is Southern California. The Dodgers were here before the Angels. There's there was that tradition. I get it. Um, it's cool thing to like the Dodgers, but I think now, you know, you're getting more younger kids who are choosing to be maybe angels fans and then they're getting older and it's, it's picking up steam. But as far as, you know, a real rivalry, I mean, these, they only play four to six years, six times a year, depending on the schedule. Um, they've never faced each other in the playoffs. They've never faced, they've never eliminated each other from playoff contention or anything like that. Something that would really make you hate a team. Um, it's really just a city city rivalry city bragging But it's it's cool i I I mean mean,
2: mean, it's a fans it's a fan rivalry more than so the players i like um the cool part about it and you hear the players talk about all the time they love playing in that atmosphere because the fans get into into it yeah but i mean if the fans get into the dodgers you know um san francisco rivalry which they have legit one it'll be just the same And, and same way with um uh with the angels if if you know, if the fans got up for Oakland and the A's and and or Oakland and the Angels and made it that kind of atmosphere that was at Dodger Stadium or Angel Stadium earlier in the year, the team would probably feel the same way. As long as the atmosphere is there, so it's definitely something that you have to look out for. It's fun for 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 fans. It's fun for you know, like we said earlier, like everyone has a family member, everyone has a, a friend, everyone has like a coworker that's yeah. on the opposite side of the fence on that. Yeah, one. So yeah. that's cool. But yeah. as far as players. I think they really enjoy the atmosphere because the fans are so crazy about it. But right. if you take that atmosphere and put it into any other game, they would like it just as much. I don't think the Dodgers aspect makes it any, any it, better, better or worse.
0: It's the fans. It's a fan-driven driven rivalry. And, and you know, there's dumb Angel fans just like there's dumb Dodger fans. And it goes both ways. It, it's, you know, people are going to – you know, your Angel fans are going to say that Dodger fans are classless and Dodger fans. And I've heard a lot of Dodger fans talk about how the Angels fans don't know anything and – I get it. It's it, it is what it is. We live within an hour away from ev- from them, you know. Uh it's gonna be that bragging rights uh, right. for the city, mm-hmm. you know, for the, the region. No, You're right. Yeah. So it's always gonna be like that.
2: So another one from our uh Instagram, I'll finish up our Instagram once. Uh Otani underscore central. So I'm guessing it's an Otani site. Otani underscore mm-hmm. central. Um will Trout oh, hit fifty home runs this year. Yeah, I think yeah. So right now, as we stand, he has 33 home runs, 81 RBIs. He'd have to do what he's doing now,
0: two more for two more months, and that's pretty. I mean, it's pretty ridiculous stuff, but it could happen.
2: The last 30 games, he has 15 home runs. Right. So again, two months left in the season for the most part. That's 30 more home runs. It, it 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 will be
0: close. It would be I I I, I I'll say no. I'll say probably forty five. It, it, it'll be
2: hard. It'll be hard only because That's a couple a, lot. That's a couple reasons. It's it's
0: a lot. And they're they've got teams we're playing. And
2: later in the year, right? They'll they'll again. Fotani Speaking of Otani Central, um, if he starts having a great year. And then yeah, it's gonna be hard to pitch around Trout, but you always have that 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 worry that guys are gonna walk him or or pitch around well, yeah, him. yeah, now that the games mean more, right? So there's with always the teams you're playing. There's always that. Yeah. So you you know you always have to kind of see about that and and how that's gonna affect. But yeah, on the role he is on now, again, I wouldn't uh, surprise me. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. But I just I, I think if I had to put money on it, I would probably take the under. Um, so we have another one from Ryan. I'm gonna jack up your last name, dude. Where is it, Baltazar? Baltazar. There you go. How, there you go. How can the Angels improve their in-game fan experience? Dodgers have it perfect. I feel perfected. I
0: feel. Uh, do, uh look, I, I Dodgers Stadium is uh, a beautiful place. Um, that's you know, in Southern California, you have Angels and Padres and Dodgers. If you want a true. Baseball experience—you go to Dodger Stadium, and that's 100 percent on the money. Um, it's it's a great, beautiful park. It has a lot of history in it.
2: Well, then too, they're gonna um, renovate the, the renovate alpha, the alpha, the that alpha. came out oh, yeah. that uh-huh. came out this year. Cool. So we'll see how that looks again um, next year.
0: Yeah, but uh, I'm not. I, it's a great baseball experience as far as you want to go to a stadium with some history and the, the kind of like the architecture of that time. It's a really beautiful stadium. It really is. Um unfortunately, I've gone to a lot of games where you're kind of sitting around those trollos, you know, stupid fans, and and that's where you're like, I don't want to be there. Um but nothing not taking away anything from Angel Stadium because it's beautiful. It's got its own history. We all love it. And Petco is a great place to watch. ball games. I was just, I was just down there place. like
2: uh what, love like it. two love weekends Petco. ago. Yeah. The 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 atmosphere as far as the ballpark more chill. More chill. I mean, you're right on the harbor. You can't get much better than that. Yeah. Um and you also have um, the ability to just kind of walk around the ballpark and yeah. never really lose sight of the game. The yeah. food options are great. The drinking options are great. Um, the in-between-inning stuff was actually really cool, too. They had a little thing. Um, and, again, the Angels mm. would – it would be cool to see the Angels do it. They do kind of like their thing when they do it with the players and name the song. Yeah. Um, but they have like an eighth-inning karaoke or maybe a seventh-inning karaoke thing um, where they play like a super famous song from like the late 90s, early 2000s, and the whole – uh, stadium is singing it so that's you know when you go to a concert it's kind of cool when people start singing the song so um that was really fun uh, but yeah it, angel stadium kind of has its has its perks has its downfalls too um what i really like about dodger stadium is that they have a real sense of history there yeah. kind of like what you said yeah, um and even and even there. and even the um who am i thinking of the padres they're starting to. I mean, you have the Gwyn um, statue, you have the right. uh, Hoffman statue, you have the stadium. Sandy, the San Diego County Athletic Hall of Fame inside the stadium, where either they played for a San Diego-based team or they're from the area, and they right. have like their plaques, and you can read a little bit about them. So stuff like that is really cool because. Let's be honest. If you go to Angel Stadium, it's probably because you're from Orange County. If you go to Dodger Stadium, you're probably from L.A. County. So it's cool to go to these places and, and, and read about guys that came from your area that you might not have known. So that's really cool they do down in San Diego. I would love to see the Angels um, put up statues. Put up. Uh, I, I mean – Granted, Vlad is the only f- the first Hall of Famer they've right, had, right. but it would still be cool to have a Witt statue there or a Ryan Sammon, statue, Salmon statue. statue. Um, well, they got to retire his number first, and I don't know what. The I, I don't today. know what the yeah, yeah, that's Why? a whole Why? different topic we can get into that later. Is, but um, yeah, so uh, they they do things well at both parks, the Dodgers and San Diego. I mean, and for Southern California, those are the two other options. Yeah. But Angels, you know, uh, we'll see how this whole stadium fiasco goes i mean it's kind of died down since the season started going right. but you got to believe as soon as the season's over that whole thing's it'll, gonna it'll, start, it'll, start, it'll start up start up again but if they can remodel it put up a couple of statues kind of do something to to honor the past right and and make it kind of more recent i think that will help out a lot um but we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes but again it is a very um dodger stadium has a lot of history behind it and san diego is just kind of the new shiny ballpark that has all the great stuff in it and, and one thing i like just before we change subjects on this one um San Diego, the Petco Park, all the seats are kind of slanted mm-hmm. towards home plate. Yep. So even if you're, you know, when me and my wife buy tickets, you know, it's, that's always an issue. Like, oh, these tickets are on the down the third base line, but right. you're always going to be kind of turned and kind of awkward in your seat. Right. And so we're like, okay, well, we'll get tickets out in right field. Oh, we'll get tickets out on left field. So no, we don't. So we don't have is, to turn. Every seat is perfect. But every seat as Petco has yeah. that little slant already to it, so you're not feeling all awkward or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, Maybe they, they do another renovation. I mean, they had a the big yeah, renovation they'll, they'll, after the Rams something's left. Gonna happen. But something's going to have to happen. You, you just kind of hope maybe they have some stuff on the outside of the ballpark too right. to kind of right. engage fans and photo opportunities. I mean, that Mickey's cool, but that Mickey's been there forever. Mm-hmm. You, need, you need to start getting some new stuff. Um, I want to answer real quick on Instagram Live, Hanford underscore uh,
0: Hato. He said Angel Stadium was originally built as a multi-use stadium before the changes. Incorrect, my friend. Angel Stadium was built in 1966 as a baseball-only stadium. Then got renovated in nineteen seventy nine to accommodate the Rams. Rams, and all they really did was enclose Center Field. They made it all connect, so it was yeah. originally a baseball only park. Yeah, and then they turned into a football stadium, and then in ninety eight, it opened like the stadium and, and, and that and we see the, now. And
2: that's the thing too; it's hard for renovations nowadays because it's not like okay, you have a year to no, you have no, you have to you, you have like what four months? Yeah. get it done. You oh, know, or you're playing in a crappy stadium, which
0: the Angels did before oh, yeah. in 1996 and 97, where there's concrete in the outfield, right? And it it, looks like well, crap.
2: Exactly. So it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Are you are you willing to take a hit as a management group because you're you're not going to get as many people in there when everything's under construction? Right. Yeah. So exactly. you will, Are you willing to take that hit as a um, financial part of it, mm-hmm. or are you, are you just kind of have or to okay do little things? But hit, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm pick and choose. I guess that Dodger renovation looks pretty big, and they say they're going to be ready by next but, but year. That's so we'll in see outfield, like, right?
0: Right, outfield, like behind the fence, behind the pavilion. So it's easier for them to work because there's nothing there right now. You know, they yeah, don't exactly. Have to level so, anything out, but yeah. And,
2: so I mean, yeah. hopefully, fingers crossed. Angel Stadium makes some kind of renovation, even if it's just adding stuff around the ballpark and don't actually mess with the um, dimensions of the field or, or mess with the seating arrangements, but. Putting a statue here, putting a, a photo kind of thing there, um, you know, I, I think that would help out a lot. Maybe a restaurant connected to it somewhere. I, I don't, I mean, there's so many things that they're, that they're trying to do. Um, so, I mean, only time can really tell. And maybe, um, you know, the scoreboards at the beginning of last year was a big, big plus. It was awesome. Um, and you don't realize how big those things are until you go to Petco. Again, Petco has really nice stuff, but their screens are nowhere near I think as it's big. Huge. As that's Angel something. Stadium, and you don't realize that until especially
0: when you stand underneath it. Oh yeah, and it's yeah.
2: bright, and, yeah. and that's where we were for the no hitter. Yeah. Do you have any so more I mean that that's good? it. That's cool. we're um, we're good. Right. Again, uh, follow us on Instagram and on Twitter. They're both the same, so super easy. Halo underscore Haven. Um, you know, we, we like the responses we get from here, um, so we'll probably do that more too once we get uh, the schedule going for the podcast. We'll throw it up there and ask for questions from from the group. From the fans. And, yeah, so we'll do it that way. And other than that, um, follow us. Rate us on here. Subscribe. You can subscribe to uh, All Angels Podcast on Spotify, um, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever they're calling it nowadays. Google Play. Uh, The the kids. Um, But, yeah, so – and give us a review, especially you guys, on uh, Apple Podcasts. It's the easiest way – to spread the word for this for this podcast that we're trying to grow, we're trying to make it better, trying to make it um, enjoyable for the fans. Um, so, if you have any questions, comments, quest, uh, concerns, again, the easiest way to get hold of us that we'll guarantee to see it is through our email at allangelspodcast@gmail.com at gmail That's allangelspodcast@gmail.com at gmail
0: No doubt, yeah. Give us a follow. Send your comments and questions there. Other than that, that's going to wrap it up for this week. I'm going to go and watch the game, man. Actually, grab some nimmer and watch the game. Yep, just just started. started, Yep. So, um, yeah, I am Johnny Max. I'm Dan Garcia. And you've listened to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. Some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select campus events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are.